Hey, welcome back to a new episode of Apparently with Astra, a safe space where parents and pregnant people can talk about all things, well, parenting and pregnancy. And uh, before we get started, we just need to let you know that we are on Be Social Podcast. They are the brains behind this whole operation, so you make sure that you follow them. They're on IG at Be Social Podcast. They're also on Facebook. You can follow them there and subscribe on YouTube. Do you know that apparently with Astra isn't the only show that's on Be Social Podcast? You can um, see shows about sports, about Barbados Adventure Race. They even have fashion and, and all kinds of fun stuff. So make sure you follow them. And you can follow me too. I'm at radio.astra on IG. I always make sure that in the link of my bio, you can click on the very latest episode of Apparently with Astra. So if you're listening right now and um, you want to check me out, follow it at radio.astra. All right, so let's get started with this episode. And um, this topic for this week is going to be really, really tough. I just want to say before we even get started that this is a really tough topic. And we've got two very brave people who have come into the studio to tell us um, about their experience with this topic. And the subject this week is pregnancy loss. Now, pregnancy loss, um, I'm not a doctor, as you can tell. I know y'all are very, very surprised. But um, according to WebMD, I checked out the definition, and it is um, the death, the passing of a fetus at any point during a pregnancy. And according to WebMD, yes, I read a lot about it, um, the majority of them happen during early, an early-term pregnancy, so within the first three months. I also didn't know that, according to some statistics in certain countries, I, I don't know if there's any statistics here in the Caribbean, but one in four pregnancies end in pregnancy loss. And that I know specifically for the UK. So today, this is what we're going to be talking about. And we've got two incredible guests here with us. Married couple, we've got Camille and Frank. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Yes, the Desclo Negronis. That's quite a mouthful. And I know that we've got a lot to talk about. So, you know, let's get started. First of all, how are you two doing today? I'm good. Yeah, yes. Good. Yes. Right. Thanks for having Excited. us. Thank you. Good. Okay. So now you guys, like we mentioned, are married. Congratulations. You. <laughs> you know, we have to let everybody know that we actually know each other. Yes. We met a couple of years ago, and I'm trying to remember who introduced us. I can't. I I can remember it was actually across the street. Uh-huh. Karen Beach Bar was the first time I met you. We really? were at an event that Scott was doing. And you came you came after work or something like that. And then I was like, hi, hi, Astra. I've heard so much about you. And you looked at me like, who the fuck are you? That is not, did I really make you I gave was a drinking. look? But I think you were drinking. Yeah. And you might have been tired. Oh, yes, and yes. you're like, I don't want to deal with anybody. So you're just like, oh, screw Calling it. me out right now. So, but it was, <laughs> I, you know, this, this is actually really sad but because I cannot remember this incident happening. I really thought it was maybe a mutual friend. Probably we were on a beach somewhere, or maybe you came over to my house and that's how we met. But let me just say this. For those of you who know me, (laughs) see, this has nothing to do with the topic. But for those of you who know me and know the um, career that I'm in, 
There's a lot of people who come to me and say, hey, Astra, don't you remember me? Back in 1999, I met you at the, this car park outside of a supermarket and we hugged and we had a really great moment. And and then I have to feel like, oh, now I feel like the bad person because I don't remember. That is not... No, not at all. Is it got, Did I, I, was, was I a bitch? Were you like... No, no I, I didn't wanna... get that from you. I just figured you're really tired because <laughs> I know when I'm really tired and I'm just like, I don't know you. It's kind of like going to every single family reunion where someone, when you were two, was yeah. like, don't you remember me? I'm like, dude, I was two. Yeah, I was two. I know, I've gotten this big. You've gotten so tall. What do you expect? I'm 12 now. <laughs> you met me when I was two. But of course, we're still friends now. Yeah. So it was like, I wasn't like... Oh, you gave me a second chance. Yes. <laughs> She's like, she just needs a nap. Her mood will get better after the nap. It's kind of like when <laughs> we were just talking about Ethan, where he's like, he needs a nap. Because he, he does, all the time, and he gets that from me. You were just coming from work, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And then there was a lot of people in there. Yeah. And it was very loud and crowded. Yeah. And I just want to say so. to anybody who wants to come up and say hi to me, feel free to do so. <laughs> I will remember this story right now, because obviously, me being not very nice sometimes, can stick with people, and that is a lesson to be learned. Okay. No, I just have a really memory for random stuff, trust me. And we actually, like you said, we ended up being really, really good friends, and you guys were at our wedding. We turned up at the wedding, and, you know, I really appreciated your relationship watching you, um, because you remind me a lot of me and my husband, you know, different races from different countries, and setting all that aside and saying, let's go for it for love. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about how you two met. <laughs> yes. You mean the, the, his version of the story is that, <laughs> you know, I was just really into him and blah, blah, blah. But I really wasn't. I was super tired. You know how we just had that talk about being bitchy when you're tired? <laughs> yes. I just come from work. I so got you were the bitchy one. I was the bitchy one. Got it. I might still be the bitchy one. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so much in common. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he concurs. Now he's talking. Um, but yeah, because he actually was a flight attendant for years. Mm-hmm. And um, I just actually literally just came from work to get on a flight to go to London. And I was so tired. The person I was traveling with was a pain in the ass. And we were almost missed our flight. So I was pissed already. I was tired. And then he's checking our tickets at the door. And you look like you're like, yeah, I don't remember that. It was different. She saw me. I saw her. It was kismet. That's his story. Oh, but so really, you guys have different stories about how it, <laughs> yes, you right, were just, <laughs> did you even remember seeing him when you boarded the plane? I remember he was the stewardess that just took my ticket. I was, I seriously, I said I was in bitch mode. I was in bitch mode. I had on my shades. You were just background noise to her is what she's saying. Yes. You were basically human static. Pretty white much. noise. Very much so. Liter- no offense. Literally and figuratively <laughs> white noise. Yes. White noise. <laughs> oh my God. So after that, you get yourself settled yes. into your seat. Mm-hmm. What happens? So my friend who, this was way back in the day, because actually in November soon, we would have been together for 13 years. And wow. um, anniversary's coming up. Yep. 
And then, so my friend who just gotten a digital camera, because that's when they first came out, thought she lost her memory card. And we were about to take off. And I was like, uh, this dude. is not the time. <laughs> this is you not- drop the memory card, we go this way, your car goes that way. So he's passing by, and then um, she says, do you have a light? And he's like, you mean a lighter? And we're like, a lighter? On really? a plane? Thank you. That's exactly what we said. I know, because even 13 day. years ago, you could <laughs> not smoke on a plane. I remember that. It was just so funny. I couldn't believe he'd said that. But he eventually... Long story short, though, my friend never even bought a memory card, but thought he did. No, she was high. Oh, she. What I didn't know was that she actually smoked up before we even left the office. What a weird experience to have is that you thought you bought a memory memory card. What type of weed was that? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, she's a special girl. Anyhow, um, so yeah, so either way, we'd started talking on the on the flight during the flight during the flight we started talking, but it was more that she was talking to him. Because was she, she cute? Thought, was she cute? Uh, good answer. Already. Well, actually, are you guys not friends anymore? She may hear. No, no, we're not. I don't think she will. I unfriended her on Facebook. Also, barely anybody listens to the show. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, we're not. There's millions of people listening right now. That's and after right. This let's one, speak into the universe. Hello, we're gonna put this that episode, out there. This episode is gonna be listened yes. to by a lot of people. Of course. Of course. Yes. But, Long story short, he was talking to her, and then he was actually, we were back in low class, and he was working business class. Okay. So, he came back with truffles and champagne. Like, we were We were legit two seats from the very back of the plane. And everyone around us was like, oh my God. So, you're passing through with all of the first class, business class, all of the swag, Mm -hmm. and you bring it back to these lowly cattle travelers in the back of the car, in the back of the car, the Mm -hmm. back of the plane. Yeah, only one, though. Yes. He, he was eyeing me. So I finally paid attention, not after that, but just like we started talking because um, somehow, and I forget how it came up in the conversation. Oh, because he looked at me. He said, he's like, oh, you're not a New Yorker. He just looked at me. He knew. And I said, well, actually, I'm from Barbados. I was born, raised there. Right. And he was like, no way. He takes out a card of a friend who had a business in Barbados. Me being in bitch mode, yes. Like, let's call said. it spade a spade. I'm just sarcastic as hell all the time. Right. So I said, you have one of those for every country, like every <laughs> single girl that you freaking meet, you know. So you see, that's the moment that I would have grabbed my champagne <laughs> and my bag of truffles, look her up and down, and say, "Thank you very much, ma'am. You have a safe flight." And I would have twisted around and mm. went back up to first class. I'll be like, "See you at the end of the trip, ma'am." Oh, he was. But determined. you stuck through it. Yes, because I had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> was this a was this a was this a five hour plan like while you were before on before landing kind of plan before landing so where were you guys heading to we were London. going to London was a fr- the stopover to Budapest how long is the flight from New York London. five and a half five and a half it's about five and a half yeah. hours so, so you've got five and a half hours this is your plan mm-hmm. you're gonna win her over with yes. nuts and <laughs> truffles and truffles <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Nuts, what are we, plebs? Come on. No, nuts, come on. You see, the the flight attendant that tried to woo me gave me nuts. So obviously... That didn't work out. You're not married. No, it did not. Yes, (laughs) because he brought you nuts. (laughs) You're welcome, Scott. See see how things work out? So by the end of the flight, what was was the vibe? No, it was really good. Because when he said the Barbados thing, we started talking. And that goes back to the connection to Barbados. Because he had been going to Barbados for 20 years just mm-hmm. about? Yeah, 16 years or previous to meeting her. Yeah. Okay. So he knew Barbados, and I was like, oh my gosh. So this random French flight attendant that I meet on a British Airways flight 
knows Barbados. And you'd been so there random. before. Yes, yeah. 16 years, two or three times a year. Isn't that insane? It was just yeah. so weird. We started talking. So he took my number. And um, as I traveled throughout Europe, because it was Budapest, Prague, and then London was going to be my final stop. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually messaging me. This was back way back when when we didn't have like you know technology windows but messenger. yeah windows messenger <laughs> sending me pictures of barbados i was being sarcastic and saying he's getting this from google <laughs> and then we actually nicknamed the frogger because he was french and right french and of frogs, course you know because we oui, we oui. until you finally start going out with someone you just make up a name for them yeah like, you know you, you make all fun you know you and your girls you exactly can, right yeah so he was actually wooing me through the entire trip and it was just like wow is interesting oh and i forgot to say the reason why i was on this trip is this two weeks before this guy i was seeing just turned into a total asshole okay and i was like you know what i, I i'm not I doing this. this i'm gonna have fun and by fun i was gonna go and ladies please you know take this in the best way but i was gonna whore my way through europe ah! because it was like you know what guys can do so it started in budapest where are you gonna like you're is that's eastern europe right mm-hmm. okay so you're going to head west. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> You're just going to see what you like. Exactly. It's kind of like a smorgasbord of Thank men. You. Exactly. So go through Europe and just see, hey, what's up? Did you still end up doing that? I mean, you guys weren't, like, dating fully by then. No. I mean, did you oh, get to? I stopped in London. She carried on. I had my fun. <laughs> Look, I had my fun. We didn't We didn't have rings, you know. No, like, absolutely. On, so. And you're no. young and you are enjoying life and yeah. no regrets, right? No. You don't have a tattoo that says no, no regrets on it. No, you're good. <laughs> you enjoyed it. And that's yeah. all that matters. So eventually you guys meet up. Yeah, back in, in New London. York. Actually, no, in London. London. So in the last leg of London, um, where my coworker, she had to go to work because we had a, um, we had an office there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm still on vacation. So <laughs> I meet up with him, and then we'd already put a plan together that if I, because I couldn't remember what he looked like, I only remembered he was bald. That was the only thing, and I so was like, so you were bald for. I couldn't. You were bald for a very long time. I mean, 13 <sighs> years ago. You were bald. Was that intentionally bald? Yeah, I shaved my head and when now, I was 20. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and that's how you like it? Yeah, I didn't. Actually, I never gone out Your with first bald, bald guy? First bald, first and only. Okay. That's it. That's it. I don't want to touch it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever touched your head, Frank. No. Wait until it's like super shaved. Right now, yeah. some's grown it's in. It's a little growing in. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but... So you guys went out on a date. Okay, I want to pass over to Frank right now, because Frank's obviously the one that planned the this date the in London. Mm-hmm. So I lived in London. I lived in London for 17 years. So I knew my way around. And I had a friend who works at the Lingsborough Hotel in mm-hmm. Hyde Park. Beautiful place. So I decided, well, I'm going to ask her to meet me there. Yes. First impression. So we met there. She was sitting on a bench waiting for me. She says, I'm here. And I arrived and I basically kissed on the lips and said, hi. Yeah. On the lips? Yeah. Straight away. What What the? Because I was like, is I that just, a French thing? No, because I Did he slip you the tongue? <laughs> no, he did no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, he's French. <laughs> that, that's 10 minutes later. <laughs> um, no, but an hour, you fed me, and then we made yes. out. So, yeah. Wow, yes, you I guys move real fast. Yeah. One hour in. And we met for we breakfast. Had one day. Well, you yeah, did have the five hours on the plane. I'm going to add that on. But the date was a whole day. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, he changed a flight so he could spend the entire day with me. Aren't you a smooth operator? Well, yeah. you know what you want. So you were you were intent oh, on totally. making sure that this worked. Did you know at this point that this was going to be 
your future? Or, was, did, or was it just like, oh my gosh, I really like this girl? Well, yeah. Because one, I thought, she's hot. Mm-hmm. She's and hot. Then, and then Good she's start. fun. And then she's smart. She's sarcastic. She has a great sense of humor. So, yeah, I hope this is going to It's got the whole package. Fun. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And you like and the she's bitchiness. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> the, the whole package I really liked. Right. And I was not really looking for anybody in particular. Quite. I was happy being single. So she, yeah. she was, so she was really enough to kind of sway your... Big chemistry. Yeah. Instant chemistry. I love during that. During that day. Yeah. From the moment I kissed on the lips, she kind of said, okay, I'll go along with that. And from then on, you guys me. were inseparable? So was, was a bonus? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. And then long distance for four years. Yeah. I was wow. living in France. She was in New York. Okay. I would fly there as often as I could. Again, talking in the middle of the night on Messenger. Yeah. And oh. calling each other. I bought my first... Uh, camera because my laptop didn't have a camera. So did I. I didn't so have, have a Target's camera. camera this webcam. is actually hilarious. And I would okay. wake up at two o'clock. Now, for those morning. young kids out there who are listening <laughs> to what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Now, school. way, way back in the olden days. Back in the day. Only the very, very like top upper echelons of people would be able to afford computers that actually had in built-in cameras. They were called webcams. And to this day, they're still... On computers, a lot of people don't even use it, but now I guess you do because of Zoom and uh-huh. COVID and all of that. But you actually had to go out and buy a buy computer one. and stick it, stick it <laughs> yes. on top, top of the put thing, put it plug into the USB, and this is pray for the best. Incredible! Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how dating has changed over <laughs> yes. the years. Now it's like Tinder and you Bumble. know all of that Bumble. Yeah. But now, back in the day, you actually had to put in the work. You had to go but shop I mean, for a web camera yeah. and messaging as well was. Helpful because we we talked a lot, and you guys were in t- uh, different time, time, zones. time zones. He was six mm-hmm. hours ahead if he was in France, but <clears throat> sometimes he would have to fly to Australia and that side of the world. So then it was like, wow, yeah. you know, it was in the morning. I would be getting up in the morning, getting ready for work, and he's mm-hmm. literally just seeing me put on my makeup and everything, and we're talking, and he's like oh, half asleep. And yeah. you guys, I mean, it was meant yeah. to be. It was just meant yeah, to be. Exactly. And you know, you guys have you eventually moved to New York. You know, started working in New York, and then eventually you guys decided to come down here. You're setting up camp here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I skipped right past the wedding. I know you guys got married at some point. Was it like a Vegas wedding? Was it a... We eloped in Thailand. Wow. Yes. We just, just the decided, two of you? Yeah, we just decided like... How strip. far along were you guys um, together in the relationship when you got married? I don't remember now. Two years. Two, yeah. Two years. Yeah. So that's not, that's not bad. I mean, the, you see, for a lot of Barbadian couples, they would consider that to be a very short time. I know Camille probably knows that people will be with each other for six, seven, eight, ten years and be like, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Is this for real? Is this real love? I we don't have know. Five kids. You got five <laughs> kids, you've moved into a house. I don't know. The thing so, is, we very quickly knew that, that we met we're each the other. one for yeah. each that other. Was it. There yeah. was no discussion, no, you know. Not getting cold feet or yeah. anything like that. We, yeah. we, we just, it, it was so obvious. Yes. It was funny. And that's why we did it. Uh, also because she was dying to get a French passport. But French which I passport. still haven't gotten yet, but yet he's achieved his green card <laughs> and, and his Bajan, Bajan citizenship. I know you've got your Bajan citizenship, yeah, so February. get it to work. Yeah. Get to work. <laughs> I, I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's talk a little bit about the subject at hand mm-hmm. and, you know, why we're all here. And by the way, October is actually National Pregnancy Loss Awareness Month. 
And I know that a lot of people think October, okay, Breast Cancer Awareness Month and, you know, all power to breast cancer awareness, but there's only so many months in the year and only so many days in a year. And it's important that we highlight all of these things that are going on with a lot of people around the world. And I wanted to talk to you about it because it's a really important subject. And I know that there's a lot of women who've gone through it here in Barbados and a lot of women don't talk about it. I have a few friends who have shared, you know, their stories. And this was almost always after having a successful pregnancy. So if they've gone through miscarriages, pregnancy loss, they don't talk about it. But then when they have the successful pregnancy, they feel comfortable enough to say, well, this happened to me. So um, let's talk a little bit about your situation. So you guys have been together for 13 years now. At what point did you guys decide, I really want to try to have a baby? Was this something that you guys always kind of talked about in the, in the, you know, general... In the background, yes. Yes, yes, yeah. We should have a baby. They'd be so cute. I mean, we knew when we bought the property here, Mm -hmm. we already talked about how great it would be to have kids here because of the garden, because of dogs and everything. Barbados is a great place to have kids. The family was already... Was in our mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was never any doubt. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, okay, let's try. Yeah. And it didn't take us very long after we started trying really? to actually get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, and, and the funniest story where it was just like, he was actually here in Barbados working on doing renovations. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, the app that I had was telling me I may be pregnant. I was like, how does the app know? I don't understand oh, So you had the app, kind of the tracker for your yes, period. Exactly. And it hadn't shown up yet. Yeah, and I'm like, no, definitely, he was there. So I go. You carry the seven, I'm pretty sure. No. <laughs> I was like, nah, I just have my period. What are you talking about? You know, and um, and then I go, take about like 10 of these damn tests. By the way, where are you at this point? Are you in New York? Or are you yeah, in I'm in New York. And you're in Barbados. I'd actually just seen him maybe two or three weeks before that. Okay. Which is when it happened. That's when it, okay. <laughs> there you go. Got down with the get down. <laughs> you okay. know. Wow. Wow. Um, so so yeah. you call him? No. Actually, I was holding off. I waited until I knew I'd be back for Christmas. And I was going to wait. I had it all planned out for Christmas Day, this whole awesome thing, this card, the actual, you know, it's kind of gross when you think about the pee stick and let's put it in a nice box. But then everyone started having freaking parties, and it was, and I had to say at one point, and then um, our friend was opening um, a new place, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, here, we have all this sangria. And yes, everybody drink, because that's what our social circles do, is every social event is around alcohol. Right. So you're like the Matrix, you're dodging the bullets <laughs> left and right. No, I'm good, I'll take a seltzer. Yeah, and soda water. Finally, I was like, okay, that's it. I can't take this anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're sitting down, whatever, and I said, oh, hey, I have something for you. So he opens it up, and, you know, then he's like, is this real? Oh, my God, you know, so that was it. So I can't even wait till Christmas, and I was so pissed that my Christmas plans got <laughs> ruined because everyone wanted to present. freaking drink. How dare they around the holidays drink? It's very difficult. I think <gasps> Jesus wanted us to, first of all, in, my, in our defense. <laughs> You know, didn't somebody say the wine in the Bible? I'm pretty sure. I mean, he turned so, water into wine. I mean, <laughs> he seriously. He's like, I want this water. <laughs> Bring me some wine. <laughs> so that was a really, like, crazy, special Christmas for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're here in Barbados, but you're flying. Are you still flying back and forth to New York? Because I know that you work. Yes. Part-time. Well, not mm-hmm. part-time. Full-time. 
Um, but you travel back and forth. Right. And he was still finishing the renovation, so we're going back and forth. Um, and, and then I decided... How did you feel when you were pregnant? Like, when you realized you were, you checked the app, and it said... Yeah. I was like... And you were like, what? So you didn't even know. You didn't feel anything. No, nothing. And <laughs> then and then I, okay, took all the tests, and I was like, maybe some false positives. Okay. So I went the next day to take another test, and I was like... Oh, okay, I think this is for real. Yeah, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was just get like, it together. Holy crap! And I was like, weird. What, baby? What am I doing? What am I? What about my clothes? And all these stupid things went into my head, and you know. And then I was like, should I tell him now? I'm like, no, I'm gonna wait. This is yeah. gonna be so much fun. Frank, how did um, you feel when you opened up the box and saw the the two <laughs> lines? Did you even understand what she was showing you yeah. at first? You well, the, the thing lines. is, is the box she put it in. Oh yeah, what that was confused the- me. <laughs> What did you do? Was it a, a Joe Malone box? Is it a Joe Malone box? <laughs> so he thought he was getting perfume. So I'm excited because I love It was the only thing Joe that Malone fit the and, stick. And I'm like, oh, that's not a perfume. That's not a candle. What am I looking at? And then I, I, look, <laughs> it's a candle. I was like, what? <laughs> I and, and then he went. He was like, too, too wow. light. Wow. Too light. Wow. And I really, I didn't expect it. We hadn't talked about it. She hadn't told me anything. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as I was concerned, I was getting a drink on the boardwalk. Okay, so you're now you're you're happily pregnant. This is happening. Um, you have an idea of how far along you are. Um, you did you go to your first pregnancy appointment at around the eight week mark? Yes, where he was with me. Was it point. here in Barbados? No, it was in New York. No, okay. I moved. I moved back to New York. As soon the as he, I knew, mm-hmm. then I. By January, was yeah, right. You yeah, you were January, there like yeah. a few days right I before moved, the first I moved appointment. Right back because there was no way I was going to be here while she was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at this yeah. point, nobody knows in the outer circles. No. I mean, probably no. your family nope. and nobody. nobody, not even the family. I'm nobody. very good at keeping secrets. Actually, people didn't know we were married for a very long time. <laughs> what so. is that about? What is their business? <laughs> our business, my damn business. So. My what? Yeah. And okay, then she, so that's a whole other podcast episode. We have a lot of stories. I could just sit here and interview you guys all day. <laughs> all right, so you don't tell anybody. So you go up at the eight-week mark, and you get to do the ultrasound mm-hmm. to see the baby. Yeah. Yes. What and then that like? It was so funny because she zoomed in. I was like, it's not that big yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's like, no, I zoomed in. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're looking down at your belly like, where? I know. I was like, ooh, my abs are coming through. Nice. <laughs> all that workout. But, um, no, it was really exciting then hearing the heartbeat and everything, mm-hmm. too. So it was just like. Oh wow! This is legit happening. Yeah, this is happening. This is real. Yes. I'm like, and it's oh. exciting. It's elating. At the same time, you you start thinking, okay, oh, your I've head got a went plan crazy. And, yeah. You know, you have a million thoughts because you're thinking, what are we doing? Time, yes. And the, the house in Barbados, and then the studying, and then am I going to be? We're going to take him to school, and and yeah. you know, what is it going to look like? Because we have different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. My background is very mixed as well, so. It's all these questions. And and the and baby at this point is just like, just chill out, everybody. Yeah, like, just relax, okay? <laughs> this happens, your guys are going to be fine. Yeah. So you are at the eight-week mark. The doctor says everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you planning at this point? Have you guys decided, okay, let's go buy clothes. Let's go get these things done. Let's. When did that start? Did you did you start that? No, because um, for my job, I travel so much. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of putting it off. And I was like, I can just order everything on Amazon Prime when I'm ready. That would you say it. that you are the type B in the relationship? Or would you guys both be type B? Because 
Type A, which is, you know, my husband, Scott, it's like he knows what's happening in 2021, like Christmas, New Year's Eve, all of that. He knows. Are you guys both type B personalities? I'm I'm more type A. So it's so interesting where I joke around and say I'm the most anti-social event manager ever because Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, great, I'm on. But when I am done, I'm like, don't talk to me. I don't know. That's it. I'll hang out. But and also the thing is, since I always plan for a living, Mm -hmm. when it comes to me, even he he does our vacations because I said I plan 24 seven. You don't want to do it on your off time. I don't want to do it on my off time. I get that. So that's so so as it stood at that point, the eight week mark, maybe 12 weeks, 16 weeks, things are kind of going ahead. Yeah. You're feeling good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're feeling good yeah. about the prospect of this happening. And, but you guys haven't kind of physically planned anything yet. No. Mm-hmm. Or the, for the arrival of the baby. No, mm-hmm. not yet. Um, did you guys get to do any testing? For example, um, Scott and I did the Harmony test really early. I think it was at the 12 week mark. Um, did you guys and it test for things like genetic mm-hmm. abnormalities? You can tell the gender of the baby. Usually, um, you can do all of that around, I think it's like the five-month mark, so, where yeah. you mm-hmm. can kind of see the baby physically and you can tell the gender. Did you guys do any testing beforehand? or We did the typical test. Because I fall within this category of as soon as you were 35 or older, mm-hmm. you're now geriatric according to the medical same, terms same. so the geriatric pregnancy so they did all of those tests and additional tests because they just want to make sure so they mm-hmm. did all of those tests at what stage were you at at that point i'm trying to remember i think that was maybe between the 18 and 20 week time mm-hmm. um but they definitely did the typical testing that they're checking for trisomy and down syndrome and all that other stuff yep and those came back negative so right. I really felt like everything was fine. Good. The baby actually, they said it was the right weight, length, et cetera. So everything was fine. And at this point, you are telling people Not at 18 yet. to no. 20, Mark? No, no. We you are really good. <laughs> you are really good. Because I have to say, most women are physically bursting at this. seems like, oh my gosh, I've got to tell someone. It's Because 18 weeks is about four and a half months along. Yeah. So yeah. You, you're just like... Yeah. Locked up. Because <laughs> it was just like, just with, like when we got married, it was our secret and mm-hmm. it was just us. So we wanted to keep it that way for some time until I really I love couldn't that. hide it anymore. Because the thing is, as soon as people start finding out that you're pregnant, then comes all of the unwarranted advice. The yes, you didn't ask for it. Unrequ- it's not requested. Mm-hmm. But yet they just feel like they have to tumble all blah, 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 and this is how you do everything. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, pause. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to know all of this. And most of it, honestly, you can do what you want, but at the end of the day, it's going to be your decision, what you feel is best, your instinct, all of that. And, there, and your neighbor, your sister, your coworker, nobody can tell you what your instincts are going to be to be you know, a mom. And that starts from the moment of inception. Yep. So conception, inception. No, that's a, I forget. That's a movie conception. with them. Um, An inception. Inception. Oh, that's the movie with Either Leonardo one. DiCaprio. Oh, yes. Conception. Conception. <laughs> Conception, yes. All right, so you're in the 18 to 20 mark, and everything is fine. Yeah. You have done the test, and you're feeling good about things, and you found out about something happening mm-hmm. at some point. At what point was that? We were at... Um, we had my birthday party. Well, it was actually, because at that time, um, 
I had a lot of events going on for work, and I just wanted to get this one event out of the way. And then we actually had a doctor's appointment the day after this huge event. Okay. So we were all excited, like, okay, we're going for the, I think it might have been, yeah, yeah, it was like 20, 22 or something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't remember About five now. And a, five and a half months or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we went in, and then she's doing the sonogram. Okay. And she just kind of just shuts up and gets super quiet and she keeps moving it around my belly trying to figure out what exactly huh 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 right and I kind of look at Frank and I go like what the hell is she doing this is not our other appointments didn't go this way Mm -hmm. and then she said did you do IVF I said no did you do the test what were the results of the test I said the tests were negative are you sure and now when she said the are you sure I'm like yes what are you talking about so internally you're freaking out yeah and externally we didn't expect no. The awareness of our questions. This is your same doctor? No, this wasn't a doctor. This no. was just the technician, the sonogram okay. technician. Because a doctor, usually um, it would be, and I don't know how it is here, but the sonogram technician does it. Then doctor reads the results and comes and talks right. to you. So with us, it's the OBGYN does everything. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least mine did. Mm-hmm. And um, she did everything. So right. she knew from the time. So this was somebody that came in and was asking you all of these questions and you're like, pause, wait, right. what's going on? At this point, you probably just really want to talk to the doctor. Right. So she mm-hmm. went and she got the doctor. The doctor came back and just said, okay, what we're seeing here. And we also did not know the sex because we didn't want to know this, the sex at all either. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, okay, the baby seems to have some abnormalities. There's quite a few I see here. So we're just like, well, what do you mean? Okay, so... We're going to need you to take another genetic test test for this other one because we could see defects in the baby's brain as well as holes in the heart. So So this is something Mm -hmm. that was not originally tested for in the battery of tests that you guys had before. No. Mm -mm. So this was something that probably wasn't as common genetically. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking at this point, I have to go in for more tests. What's going through... What's, what are you feeling right now? Frank, you're listening to this. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I was in the same confused. room. And confused, scared, and I kind of anticipate already that this is not a good thing that's going to happen. Not a good sign. They, this is not a good sign because I kept looking at the monitor as well, and I, and I could see there was something terribly wrong from the last time we, mm-hmm. we saw an image of the baby. And I thought... It's not right. It's not right. And the more she talked to us, mm-hmm. and the worse it was getting. It kind of confirmed that feeling, that little nugget of doubt Mm -hmm. or fear. And for me, I just was like, okay, when can we do the next test? She's like, okay, we can get you in in two days to do, um, what's it called when they put the, why am I forgetting all these terms? It's all right. But the um, amnio, do the amniocentesis where they have to actually put the huge needle into your stomach. Which is very scary. Exactly, because then they tell you about the risk because something could happen, so it's like, You went along with it. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. I did, and as I was watching the screen, and I'm the kind of person where I want to see what's going on, So because I could have looked away, but I wanted to make sure that she wasn't going to poke the baby or break the amniotic sac. So you're already in, like, mother cub, uh, mother, like, lioness, protective mode. Yeah, exactly, and so we did that, and I'm looking as the needle goes in, and then we had to wait for the results. And it Frank, was like are you there calling. with her? Oh, no. Oh, he is definitely afraid of needles. <laughs> needle? Oh, really? Yeah. No. Wow. I understand. I, I don't like needles either. I understand. I would have loved to be there with yeah. us. 
It's, it's he would have passed out. A fear of mine. It would have been. Cu- it would have become all about Frank at that point even as he lays a, on the floor. Yeah, even getting a blood test is is it for me is. <laughs> it's good to I know. I can only imagine. I think for Halloween this year, I'm just going to come as a giant <laughs> needle. <laughs> Basically. I'm going to come as the uh, COVID vaccination oh from Russia. Oh, my God. <laughs> from Russia. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So you're doing this yeah. on your own. Mm-hmm. The doctor is there. Mm-hmm. And what's happening after that needle goes into your, to your stomach? They just... Mm-hmm. Take out some Take out the cells. fluid, um, and then they're like, okay, we'll get back some results. Um, we'll try to rush this. For me, rushing the rush that they considered wasn't rush enough, mm-hmm. so it was just like just every day. It was just painful. This is horrible. Very the waiting. Painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's <clears throat> unbearable. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, too, we had to go see um, a cardiologist as well mm-hmm. because then – was looking at the scans and also tried to also do a sonogram again, but the baby wasn't <laughs> cooperating and had his butt to the okay. doctor, so the doctor couldn't even get to see the heart. And I was like, okay. come on, work with me. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then he explained, okay, what I'm seeing here is this thing called, I, I might pronounce it wrong, tetraophilo or something like mm-hmm. that, but there are definitely holes in the heart that they won't know unless when the baby is born, how bad it is. And it could be bad where um, wouldn't survive labor, I mean, delivery, and then also might not even live that long after birth because of that. And then and then they said, oh, there's also the chance that um, we could just repair it when it's a baby and then it'll be fine. But then two years again, then you'll have to have another one. There was yeah. never a guarantee. No. That yeah. this heart could even function properly. Right. Yeah. And even, at this point, he's, he's only five and a half months yeah. in, in utero, yeah. and he's got all of these issues that are affecting his brain, affecting mm-hmm. his heart, yeah. and you're thinking, oh my gosh, my perfect little baby, um, he, he's going through a lot, because at this point, you didn't know it was a little boy, no. but you do know, we do know, right, that yeah. it was a little boy. Mm-hmm. And so, so how many days between the test did it take for them to like tell 100 you freaking years? I, I bet. I um, bet it did. But it was just like another two weeks or so. Two weeks is a long time. It is. I it thought you were going to say two days. No, no, no. no. What two are you weeks. doing during these two weeks? And it's, uh, was it even two weeks? I don't even remember we now. We talked, talked a lot. Talked about, is, about all the options. Um, look, try to, to get some, some information on down that rabbit hole of yeah. Google, even though they tell Google, you do not look on to, Google. But did you do it? People. Of course I freaking did it. Yeah. Everybody does it, but it's wrong. It's wrong, but you, you yeah. still want reassurance because you don't know where you're going. All of a sudden, it's, it's like you're hit by a rock. Yeah. So, but Were you yeah. working during this time, this waiting period? Mm-hmm. You were yeah. going to work. We had a, Your mind must have been oh, two nuts. seconds away from imploding at every point. But everyone at work knew because as soon as there was an issue, I told my boss, and oh. I was like, I cannot come in on Monday. I am a hot mess. And she, I mean, really, my job was absolutely amazing from the time I told them that yeah. this was going on all through. They were supportive. They were so supportive. It was just amazing. That's, that's amazing. It, it really, really is. And so you guys are having all these conversations yeah. um, at home. You get the news. And you guys have a, a really important decision to make right mm-hmm. now because the doctors, did the doctors recommend anything or were they just they just said, you know what, you're the parents, Yeah. what do you want to do? We laid out mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, basically they said, you can continue the pregnancy and then we see what happens, or you can actually end the pregnancy earlier. Mm-hmm. And it was like, 
they said, we'll do some additional tests and maybe they'll come back in time because here's another roadblock that's there mm-hmm. that at, I forget how many weeks, my brain's not working now, but that's fine. Um, in New York, because it is one of the actual states in the U.S. where you can have um, what they would consider a late-term abortion. And that's after how many weeks would they consider a, it to I be late term? 23 and a half or 24, I forget. I think it's 24. So some close states, to six months. Yeah, yeah close, close to, to the six. end of the second trimester. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and that thing is, that was my time clock, and I had until a certain day to really oh, make yeah, that decision. Oh, yeah, you're, you're because you're... Because we were well advanced. Wow. Yeah. So that's wow. the thing, because yeah. everything was going fine. We go to this one appointment, and then we're just like, what the fuck e- every, just happened Everything there? just, your whole world yeah. just turned mm. upside that down. That was just it. That uh, That is the nightmare of every yeah. single parent. Mm-hmm. And that's also why we talked a lot, because by yeah. the t- from the, the annual to the, the having to make a decision, mm-hmm. a final decision, we only had those two weeks. And during those two weeks, that's how long it took to get the results. So really, from the result, we had 24 to 8, 48 hours to yeah. decide. Time is... And, so it's a, that's and guess what? The results were, we don't know what genetic abnormality this is, but it is a genetic abnormality. And I didn't even, I didn't even mention that I then had to go to a million CAT scans, mm-hmm. too, because they needed better photos of what's going on inside in terms of the brain and everything else. So you're and going through like this physical, yeah. visceral reaction, your emotions and your... Mental wellness has completely just topsy turvy, and then on top of that, you've got to go through the stress of laying down and having these people kind of scan you from top to toe to get more information. So you're probably feeling like just like a piece of like battered meat at this point, <laughs> and it's tra- it's traumatic. It's traumatic on every level. See the way how I deal. With, it's interesting how I deal with. Trauma and stress, because growing up was not easy. I had definitely some. I mean, I had a good childhood, but then mm-hmm. there were some parts that were messy. But it's where everyone that I met, whether it was a technician or something, I actually got to know them. And it it was like to make me comfortable, because I'm sarcastic, and I would say, we'll make jokes or something yeah. like that. So even when I'm getting the CAT scan... They put on the, he's like, oh, you can put on music. I was like, oh, can you put on Lil Wayne radio? And he was cracking up. He's like, yeah, but you can't sing along because we need you to be quiet. Okay. And then at some point, when it's super quiet or whatever it is, and I fall asleep, and they're like, okay, Camille, wake up, wake up. And I was like, oh, shoot, I fell asleep. Did I snore? You know, but that's how I deal with things. I get to know people. I get to know the nurses. I get to know everybody. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it's a weird situation. And the thing is, he's not there with me because he's not allowed to be. And this is this is even before the whole COVID oh, yeah. pandemic. Yeah. This was something they just needed you in the room. Yeah, and exactly. That was it. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, like we said, you're on a time frame right now. Mm-hmm. And you guys make the decision that you want to end the pregnancy. Yeah. It's just, there's just, you know, the thing about pregnancy loss, they said that um, genetic abnormalities is probably the, Probably the num not not probably it, it is, is by far the number one cause of pregnancy loss, and um, it's a, it's a scary thing to think about because it should be a joyous moment for everyone, mm-hmm. and now you're at this point where you know what's going on, your job knows what's going on, um, maybe some people that you didn't even tell, hey, we're pregnant, they they don't know that yet. But now you have to share this news. Do you? Do you not? We're going to get to that Mm -hmm. in a point. So you go home from all of the scans, and then you have that very, very hard conversation about 
the next step. Mm-hmm. And you guys agree to terminate yeah. the pregnancy. We had to, th- to make a decision based on being, as my son weird, but we wanted to be good parents at that point. Mm-hmm. And bringing a child into this world mm-hmm. with a huge brain defect, a heart condition that might ruin his life. Yeah. His quality of life. One yeah, or the exactly. other would have been bad already. The two combined, brain right. and heart. Is this being selfish because we just wanted a baby no matter what? Or are we being good parents and actually don't bring a kid into yeah. this world with those effects where it's going to be in pain, where it's not going to have a quality of life? Yeah, probably won't be able to breathe on its own. It'll yeah. have it'll have, have around-the-clock care. If it sneezes, then it probably might die no. because it's got the slightest infection. I think that... So you have to make the decision based yeah. on that. Yes. What am I doing to this kid? Yeah, and what are the, also, what are the resources that you exactly. have available for all of <coughs> exactly. this? That's yeah. also very important. Yeah. There's a lot of re- tough decisions that parents have to make for their children. And like we said, that starts at exactly. conception. Mm-hmm. So you made that decision, and you two are very brave to make that decision. And the, the next step is something that is now a whole other trauma. You learn about what's going on with your baby, and now you have to go through the trauma with the top, th- with the clock ticking mm-hmm. um, of going through the act of you know terminating, ending the pregnancy. Um, tell me about that process when you guys decided you you make an appointment, you call your doctor, you say yes, this is what we want to do. Do you? What's the process like? Were you there, Frank? Did you? Yes. You were there with her and the whole time. What happened? You just Except for the needle part. Apart from the needle. Apart from the needle, <coughs> which so, <yeah>. is <laughs> expected. So it had to be um, a surgeon. So we had to. They recommended us to one of the top surgeons. For I was with um, NYU Langone, but he was just amazing. I can't say it's uh, Dr. Berg was just so freaking amazing. And again, another sarcastic soul because we were cracking jokes. I'm like, why are we cracking jokes during this really awkward time? But you know, um, but yeah, so we had to see him and he's like, okay, when, when do you want to, do you want to come tomorrow? I was like, whoa, 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 dude, I'm just seeing you for the first time tomorrow to start this because the whole process is because I was so far along. Mm -hmm. It's not that easy. I, I actually did have to give birth. Your options were very you because usually in early term or early stage pregnancy Mm -hmm. you have more options and you actually have to go through the process Mm -hmm. of giving birth yeah so So, yeah um, what a what a mind fuck totally it was it was crazy and there's just two different options where either there's this thing that pretty much he uses these uh, they're made of seaweed or something like Mm -hmm. that to help your cervix to actually um dilate yeah um he said there's that option where you can do start it and over you have to come back to the office a couple of times for him to remove them and put new ones mm-hmm. but i was like what? that seems like a lot exactly. you don't want to do that and it was extremely painful okay so um so then he said the other option is i could you could check into the hotel um, hotel <laughs> the, hospital. <laughs> the hospital and then we can induce using something else right. and um he's like it should take about a day or two Oh, me a day being, me being the overachiever, it took me two, I was there for two nights, almost three. They were worried that they were going to have to actually surgically do it. So you were in the hospital just kind of waiting yeah. for, you know, for you to start the process of kind of giving birth. Yes. And I was, that's in a, I was in the area where all these other women are, have, I mean, like I have my private room, but it's still the area where for pregnancy. So when 
we checked in. Um, she actually thought I was there to give birth. And then I did say to her, I said, no, no. actually I'm not. And she was the sweetest person. She hugged me. And she's like, you know what? I've been through this and you'll be fine. I met some amazing people during this entire process. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Have your tissue. (laughs) Get it. I'm good for now. Okay. Staying up. (laughs) You're... You you can... (laughs) Stop. (laughs) You can not help but feel... um, You cannot help but feel a sense of envy at how lucky these other women are. And they're in such bliss, and you're wondering, why me? Of all of these women that are here, why me? And it's just one of those things where I'm thinking about myself in that situation, and I would feel nothing but anger and just, why God? And what does this mean? Am I a bad person? Why, why? I would just have these, I know, I know myself. And I'm not, I am not a big enough person to say, oh, well, yay for everybody. This is great, you know, happy for you, even though this is happening to me. I could not. I would need to have a lot of therapy, a lot of probably talks with the pastor and, and all of that. You going through that, you're not me. You're probably a lot less angry than me. I don't know. <laughs> but what what were your feelings? Because I do remember we were texting at one point, and you told me how important that Bob Marley song was to you, yeah. and that kept you going. Three little birds, and it gave you some perspective. What was it? What was it about that song that? It's I I don't even know. I woke don't up. Don't worry about a thing. Everything's gonna. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it's true. And then I, I just woke up one morning and it actually just popped. It was the first thing that pops in my head. Mm-hmm. And actually, it kind of reminded me of when we went to St. Lucia that time and we were just listening to Bob Marley the entire trip. Yeah. Um, but Our yeah, that vacation too. Right. That was um, where the, the, the morning I knew we had to make that decision, I just woke up crying. He was in the living room and I just yelled his name and I said, <laughs> I know what we need to do. And I also heard that song as yeah. well too. So it, trust me. You know, I had, you know, I had so many friends around me that actually were pregnant or do either right before me, after me. Yeah. And I wasn't jealous, but I was just like, "Come on, man! What the? Fuck? You guys have been you guys have been together for all of these years, and you you know, it's your time. Yeah. This is your time to celebrate. Yep. And." Going, you know, seeing other women who were pregnant, I think I was a little bit further along than you were, and seeing people with their babies, I know that had to be gut wrenching at some points. It what, was what, definitely. So, what was that process like of trying to get back from that? Because I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of what happened in that hospital room. We know what happened in that hospital mm-hmm. room, and we cherish the memory of that little boy. And we know that you love and you continue to love him. Mm-hmm. But moving on from that day, because eventually you've got to step out of that hospital room and into the big, beautiful slash terrible world that's out there. How did you make that first step? What was what did you think? Did you what were you, what were you, what was your mantra? Did you get out there? Were you like, well, this is what it is. We got to put one foot in front of the uh, one foot in front of the other. And keep moving. Was it 
something that your family said? Did you, was it that you felt like you knew you had the support of a lot of people? What kept you propped up? I know Frank was there, <laughs> like like the boss he is. I mean, he's always been, I mean, amazing support. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, it really started for me in the hospital because I got to hold him. Yes. I got to hold him and see his little hands and feet, and then I knew I did the right thing. So from there, that's where my healing started because I knew I was doing this for him. Like Frank said, it's the first decision as parents that we had to do where we didn't put ourselves first. Yeah. We put him first. And getting back to even where I say I wake up and something comes, I couldn't think of a name for him. Yeah. One morning I just got up, Gabriel popped in my head, and that was it. But Gabriel, I got to hold him, see him, realize, okay, I'm fine. He's going to hang out with all the other angel babies and just be looking down on us. I think he's going to be with his mom, who just passed away at the time. A year? A year before. A year before. His mom passed away. So I said, Michelle's taking care of him. My grandmother and the one who weighs me, my great-grandmother, will be taking care of him. We call her Mummy Bay. So I was like, Gabriel's fine. And, you know, again, work being amazing, I took off some time. And the thing is, when my time, I was kind of due to come back at Mother's Day. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. I don't want to hear everyone saying happy Mother's Day. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and then, again, it was talking. It was talking, a lot of talking. And Frank on the couch. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You've been on the couch. You've been on the couch. (laughs) The couch is a very healing place. Yes. (laughs) You get, get takeout to the couch, yeah, you watch Netflix from the couch, you cuddle, you talk. And also he helped me because not only emotionally, physically, your body, it's you're going through the same thing as someone who had actually carried a full term. Which is traumatic. I'm still, ha- you know, like healing. I, right, exactly. You're healing in pain. I mean, it's the one thing where I had to listen to Frank when he said, don't do that, because I literally couldn't lift myself. I literally couldn't do this stuff, stuff yeah. that where pretty much... I could do anything before yeah. and this really caused me to slow down and also mentally it made me think okay you know what I've been through this everything else that I might have bitched about before for little things that is small in comparison and actually that's actually changed me a lot yeah so when I joke around with I work for a hair company and when I say to people hey it's just hair okay <laughs> it is yeah. just hair don't stress about it there's yeah. a lot of other things that you can stress about but another part of that healing thing was um, a lot of women who hadn't shared with me before, like you said, your friends only told you yes. maybe after a successful pregnancy is that so many women that I didn't know and men told me about that I was friends with, told me yeah. about their wives going through this because men go through this too. This yes. is a really emotional thing for them too. I know for Frank, he was saying, I, I, I can see you as a great mother and the fact that this is happening to you is breaking my heart. And it was well. Obviously, it's different for men because we don't carry the baby, so we don't we don't have that physical that connection. Thing. So the only thing you can do is actually be there, and be the rock, be and make sure that uh, I wanted to make sure that she received all the attention. And uh, you know, I'm always like that, but mm-hmm. even more now. Did you have moments where you became like overly emotional too? You, maybe you felt like you couldn't do that in front of Camille because she's I, going through it, and I, I. Couldn't afford to do that. The priority was her. Yeah. And I did once where I ran into the bedroom, cried, yeah. broke down for big sobs for a good 
half hour, and then she came and comforted me. So that was like, yeah. you know, she came and took care yeah. of me that time. But I, as the guy, yeah, had to be there. I just honestly, Sorry. I have to take a moment to just highlight what an incredible couple you are. Can I just say how amazing is it that you were on that plane <laughs> 13 years ago, and not only did you find like your partner for life, but your cheerleader, your support, you know, you can tell that she's everything to you and vice versa. And that plane ride, you know, your company or whoever booked it could have, <laughs> you know what I mean? It could have been on, you were on British Airways, it could have yeah, been on Virgin, Virgin Atlantic Virgin. or something, you know? And if you want to, a funny thing is I was not even supposed to be on that flight. Yeah. A friend of mine Kismet. asked me if I could switch it because he had a wedding to go to and what? that flight made him arrive in London too late. Yes. So I said, you know what? Eh, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and there you find the love of your and life. Then you literally I mean. tripped into each other. <laughs> and oh, yeah. she sarcastically pushed you away. <laughs> and, and you... And years later, we're still here. Uh, yeah. That's that, that's that love. That's that forever type of love. Yeah. And, you know, this was a... An, an event, an experience that you two, this is just another experience that you two handle together mm-hmm. of many. And has it made you guys, do you feel tighter than before? Oh, definitely. Stronger? Of course. Mm-hmm. This type of thing you hear, it's true, it, it can make or break a couple. Yes, very much so. So we, we made it through because we've always had this thing is no matter if we have disagreements or whatever, we're like, okay, really, in the grand scheme of things, we have to think about us and is it really, really that right. um, you know important if we're going to like, well, you left the chicken out. I'm just randomly yes. thinking of something. Just the random things you know, that couples things yeah. complain about. Yeah. And, you know, and going back to the healing, another thing is too is hearing back from those those women and then actually I shared my story and then that by that time where I never made an announcement that I was pregnant but I made an announcement that I was pregnant and this is what because I was like why are so many first of all I was pissed I was pissed the fuck off man when I found out why were you pissed that the genetic testing like they now I use my hands now. I've been hanging out with <laughs> him for too you're long. You're super angry. <laughs> yes, I am. I was so pissed to think that um, they couldn't do the certain genetic testing because, of course, it wasn't the most funded. So the only the certain tests that we take at the weeks mm-hmm. that they do are based on the funding and whatever it is. Okay. But so American healthcare is what it's just. Are we going to say the big? I think is that is I that think it's is every, a big bad word. I, I think it might be everywhere because healthcare in general. Because I've talked to different people in different countries too, and mm-hmm. how insurance and healthcare they only focus on certain things. And when yes. it comes to women's reproductive rights, it is not not at the forefront. Considering that you want women to repopulate your entire friggin' world, yeah. But yet you don't think about stuff like this. It's absolutely asinine, right? All right. So let's talk a little bit about the day that you decided to share it with everyone, and we know social media. That's the quickest way to get out information to everyone. So not, no one can be like, why didn't you tell me? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you got that. Maybe you did, depending on the person. I hope that person is out of your life if, if that's the case. But you did share it with everyone. I did. What was the reaction to your pregnancy loss? What, 
how did people react to that in your circle on social media? I mean, they were devastated because they really wanted to see me. They always joked around and said, oh, my God, you make such a great mom. It would be hilarious to see you as a mom at the same time. Mm -hmm. So they were devastated, you know, friends, family. Um, had one family, the family member, though, who's a Bible thumper and had said to my mom, but not to me, because she knew if she said it to me, I would have cussed her out. I have no problem cussing out family members. <laughs> That's care. probably why she didn't come to you. She's who like, you know what? Who you are? I don't give a crap. Right. But anyhow, she said, well, she should have just let the Lord handle it and whatever it is. Like, woman, this is this. And my mother said, yeah, thank God she didn't come to you. Because, no. yeah. So, but, you know, and then I got a lot of private messages and DMs like, this happened to me this happened to me twice or three times or whatever. And I'm wow. just like, wow, thank you for sharing your story. That's the first thing I say. Yeah. But my post, I was really saying, you know, like you said, the stats, one in four. Yes. It's very common, but people don't talk about it. Women don't talk about it because they feel ashamed. Yeah. They feel like it's their body that's given up on them. Something's wrong with them. Did I do something wrong? Like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, did I exercise too much? Did I not eat not the enough. right thing or whatever it is? But like I was saying, I was just like so pissed that, when you're trying to have a child or even growing up as a woman, they need to tell you that it's not like TV where everyone can just get pregnant all willy-nilly. Like, you know, it's not that way. It's very hard. It's a lot of pressure. And there are a lot of people who are struggling with trying to get pregnant. And I think because society sees what is portrayed in the media, when they bring it to everyday life, we can't help but feel the weight of society's expectations on our shoulders. So something that should be... Um, I wouldn't necessarily say natural because it's not natural. It's something that you should feel like you have all the support in the world if you want to do it. You don't. It, it, this is how, really how it goes. After you get married, they ask you immediately, when are you getting pregnant? Mm -hmm. After you do get pregnant, if you have the baby, great. But when is the, another, when is the other baby coming? It never stops. There's always something that you have to do. And I think it's really important for all of us to take a step back, take a breath, and not share the immediate opinion that comes to mind. There are a lot of women and men who go through pregnancy-related issues. They have reproductive issues. Maybe um, you don't know how many miscarriages they've had. You don't, you don't know about their medical history. If they have hormonal issues, you don't know any of that. So to lump all of that into, well, you're a woman, you should just have a baby already. And you're, you know, you're a woman, you're married, or what are you doing? Why aren't you impregnating your wife already? It's, they simplify it to the, to the point of complete stupidity. Mm -hmm. It's not fair. It's not right. And I don't care how many people carry on with their lives and say what they want. It will never be right. So I'm going to say that right now here. That is not right. I hope that even if one person stops and thinks about it now, we've done our job here. So please, unless you are very, very close to someone and you know that you have that relationship with them, don't ask them about what's in their pants, what's going... Like, get yeah, your... Yeah, it's true. Get your hand out of my... Listen, get get out. Get out, okay? Yes. So... Frank, did you get a lot of contact from people? Because I know everyone's thinking, okay, Camille. Camille's the one going through this. Yeah, because but everybody's wondering, oh, anybody that talked to me or called me or texted me was to ask uh, 
how she was doing. Yes. Which I totally understand because yes. she's the mother and she carried him. And so, of course, they would ask me, so are you okay? Yeah. And then the 90% mm-hmm. would go towards her. And I don't mind by me because yeah. it's the way it should be anyway. Um, so, yeah. Yes. But uh, there was a lot of concern from other male friends of mine who understood the situation. Because you're grieving as well. Of course. The grieving process yes. is is difficult. And is it something that's still ongoing? Do you guys feel like, okay, I've... Is it something that, okay, well, this is the end point. We've accomplished what we had when it comes to grieving. We've kind of set, laid, laid this whole experience to rest. Or is it something where there's little things that maybe trigger you once in a while? I know that we've been sniffling on and off <laughs> throughout this entire podcast, bringing up all of this stuff. Do you... Do you feel like you're, for lack of a better word, past? No. And I, I don't want to be past it. Because mm-hmm. it actually, like I think I mentioned earlier, I, I change and I like the change that mm-hmm. happened. Because now I've become such a mouthpiece, so to speak. Like it doesn't, like when it comes up or someone tells me about it, I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it here now, for yes. example. I would have never thought in a million years I'd be doing this. And a very close friend just went through this a month ago. And Jay, if you're listening, I love you. Um, she went through this, and every day I check in she on her. Came to you, so she let you know what was happening, and yeah. you kind of yeah. held her hand through the whole yeah. situation. And I talked to just talked through the entire thing with her, and I still check in on her because I know it's not easy. Yeah. Um, and it's truly a, yeah. it's a sisterhood, and there are a lot of silent sisters out there yeah. who are afraid. They are ashamed mm-hmm. unnecessarily. So mm-hmm. they are. They feel like. Society will say terrible things about them. And that's, that is the number one reason why I wanted you guys to come on here, to let people know that this happens. Yes. This, is, this is not something that should be under, swept under a rug. The more we talk about it, the more we normalize it, and the more we feel like we can go out and get support for it. You do not have to go through this alone. I was right? amazed at the, the, the number of people Mm-hmm. It happens too. Yeah. That you knew. That I knew. I would I love know. for Camille to, you know, I know she's an advocate in her own way, but I feel like you'd make an incredible advocate for it. Just <laughs> FYI. Side, sidebar, I know you're doing <laughs> a lot right now, but. But the, 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 she got an incredible amount of, of responses. Yeah. She, she became almost the, the person that they wanted to confide to. Yeah. I'm going to tag her in this video so everybody can de- just DM her. It's, it's a, <laughs> like, seriously. I saw a movement. When she st- she started talking about it and approaching people, yeah. there was a whole big wave of people calling her, messaging her, and I was like, "Whoa!" Is there? Um, can you go too far when it comes to sharing uh, something as traumatic as this experience? I saw that Chrissy Teigen, she was pregnant with her third baby, and. I, was, I follow Chrissy. She's hilarious and sarcastic. She's just like you. you know, she, she is you. She's the Hollywood version of you. And what we all love about Chrissy Teigen is that she is very open about everything. Extremely open. And I, I do entertainment news, so I was following. At one point, she, you know, she was pregnant. She announced the pregnancy. Then she's in the hospital, and she's getting blood tests. And then they're giving her blood, and we're all wondering what's going on, what's going on. 
And then we wake up one morning and we see on Instagram that she had lost her baby, her baby Jack that she called. And she had a photo of her in the hospital bed crying. And then she had another photo with her and John holding baby Jack. And a lot of people went from being very concerned and supportive of her to what are you doing? This is way too much. Um, you, sh- you don't have to show everything. I think this is really disrespectful to the baby. Um, shouldn't this be a private um, situation? Shouldn't this be private? At least the pictures. Don't show all these pictures. She had posted, I'm, how am I going home without my baby right now? How am I leaving the hospital? I'm not pregnant and I don't have my baby right now. She was very open about the whole thing. And I found that there were a lot of people who were not happy about that. Do you think that there is too much? Do you think there's a line when it comes to sharing with your friends, your followers, whoever, what's going on in your life when it comes to something like pregnancy loss? I don't think anybody has any right whatsoever to tell you how to be and what to do, what to say. How to grieve. When you go through such a traumatic experience. Yes. Um, It is personal. If she wants to show everything, it's up to her. Yeah. That's her right. Nobody has a right to say anything about it. I think everybody always, that's the thing. That's the thing about opinions. You know what I mean? You might have your opinion. Keep it to yourself. Yes. Thank you for sharing sharing your opinion if you want. But you don't have a right to say anything. Yeah. Because you know in that position. Because it makes you uncomfortable. Right. Exactly. That's the main thing too as well. Because regardless of if she's a a celebrity or not, Mm -hmm. you know, I shared mine and I said, if you don't want to read this, don't read this. I don't give a shit. But yeah. people need to know this. It's the awareness. Mm-hmm. And I woke up last week. That was the first thing I saw on my feed. And I just started crying because I know the position that she's in. I thought about you immediately. Immediately. Because you were the first. I, you know, I don't have a lot of friends who have shared that information. Um, but you are so open about it. But there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Right. And we share it because... We know there are people out there, yeah. and we know that some are scared to talk about it, yeah. to be stigmatized, and they need to feel that they're part of a, of a group of yeah. people of a that experience that. There's a community out there, and if you can help one person, like you said earlier, yeah. it helps one person, well, that's one person. We have to say thank you, and Christy, for being yeah. you, and thank you, Camille, for being you as well. So... So what's next for Frank and Camille? What What is next? I mean, you guys are here for now. Mm-hmm. You're doing your remote uh, work from here. Mm-hmm. You're doing some more construction on the house. Yes. So you guys are both very busy. Very busy. Do, okay. you, do you see yourselves being parents yes. in any form in the yes. future? And oh, it'll happen. If yes. it hadn't been for COVID being uh, everyday <laughs> life, yeah. uh, we probably would have started already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's a bit kind of a tricky time. It's a bit up in the air. Yeah. yeah. But it's scary. Agreed. I mean, the design is here. It's yes. still here. Um, okay, well, don't show it all over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the desire. I want to keep that up. Right? I'm yeah. French. What do you think? <laughs> the French kiss. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so, we can look forward to... We can look forward to the family disclose Negroni in the future. I believe yes. that. And I believe in you too. And mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so happy that you came to share your story today. Um, remember, everyone, 
that you can follow us at Be Social Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also subscribe on YouTube. We're there. And you can follow me at radio.astra. I will put the link in my bio for the latest episode so you can share with your friends and family. And Camille, DM her. I'm going to make sure that her link is in there as well. And uh, you can, if you have any questions, if you just want to talk, she is there for you. I'm here, definitely. You guys, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. I think we did all right. Yeah. A little bit. I'm going to drink some more water. <laughs> did you enjoy your green tea? Yes. Cheers, guys. Thank you for coming.